Thanks for joining the One Cause Church podcast, Building a Better Life. For more information about our church, service times, and resources, please check us out on the web at www.onecausechurch.com. You can also search One Cause Church on Facebook and on Twitter. God bless you. Let's, let's take our Bibles and turn to 2 Corinthians. I'm going to speak for a few minutes to you today on our series that we started last week on paranormal. But I want to have my friend R.C. Shields come up and greet you for a moment. This is Pastor R.C. Shields from San Diego, California. We knew each other years ago out in San Angelo. And uh, he's, he's one, of, one of Pastor John's sons in the faith. And he's going to be here the next few days, and uh, he's going to be ministering to us on Wednesday night. And so I want to encourage all of you to come and hear my friend R.C., because the man has got something for you. Go ahead, greet him. Amen. Praise God. I just want to greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, Man, I'm excited for what God is doing at One Cause Church. Um, I thank God for Pastor John. He came in my life at a crucial time in ministry in 1995. Pastor John came in my life, and his whole family, he didn't just come by himself. I mean, his whole family, his son-in-law and daughter-in-law, and I was like, wow. I tell my wife, I say, we're part of that family, you know, for the rest of our life. When you know Pastor John, when he meets you, he meets you. And he's seen me before I seen him in the spirit, and we've been together ever since. And Eric's like, you know, he's my little brother. I'm the oldest. (laughs) And him and his wife been a blessing to us, and Jennifer and and um, Derek and all of them, I mean, Brandon, and I mean, we come here and we come in on a divine assignment to be a blessing to One Calls Church. Wherever we go these last few years, God's beginning to show us, you know, you don't just go just because you want to go. You got to go on a divine assignment, you know. And like I said earlier, God's going to multiply. God's going to increase this church, you know. So you're going to have to start coming to church early. You can't be late. You got to make sure you get a parking spot. And God's going to supernaturally, supernaturally counsel, this, counsel the mortgage on this, on this, and you'll be able to grow other churches. Okay. Birth other churches out of your loans. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I see. Wow. I received that. That's good stuff. Thank you. Amen. So who's going to be here Wednesday night? Don't lie to me. Put your hand up. You've got to be here. Don't play church with me. All right. <laughs> All right. Good morning, everyone. I am very excited to bring um, this message to you today. Last week, I just want to give just a little preview of what we did. What we did we got in, when we got into the series, we talked about what the, spirit, uh, the spirit-filled effect and how it ministers to our lives and what it does, for number one, what we learned was that it, it, it affects how you speak. Remember in Acts chapter 2, it says that they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So they, they weren't speaking by their own power, but the Spirit was giving them a new thing to say. It's wonderful. It affects how you speak. And then number two, it was it affects others how, affects how others hear you. Remember what they said? Uh, these are Galileans. How are they speaking my language? I've never heard them say that before right? And so it affects how others hear you. you. You have a different impact. The other thing was that it affects what you say. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Now, I'm just going to say the average thing. They're going to reveal the knowledge of God. It's powerful. And then it affects what you see. You'll see visions and dream dreams. And we talked about Elisha who, who saw the, the chariots of fire, 
Dun, 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 dun. Some of you remember that movie. Anyway, and then, and then the angels, and, and they were surrounded by the Assyrian army, and, and his servant was freaking out. He says, Lord, open his eyes. Remember, he saw that there were more with them than there were with the enemies. Amen. And I'm here to remind you today that there's more with you than the trouble that's out there, than the fear and the worry and the doubt. God's greater. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And so this, that's what we touched on last week. Today, we're going to get into 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And let's go to verse 18. But as God is faithful, everybody say, God is faithful. God is faithful. Our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was Yes, for all the promises of God are in him, in him are yes and in him, amen. amen, to the glory of God through us. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us a spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. So we see three things here. We're established, we are uh, anointed, and we are sealed. Father, thank you for these next few moments under the influence of your word, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. We thank you that your word touches spirit, soul, and body. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody say established. Yeah. See, we're, we have been established, yet we are still being established. We have been established. That is the moment you gave your life to Christ, the moment you surrendered your heart to him and you confessed Jesus as Lord of your life. Then at that moment, you became so very established that Christ is the cornerstone. He is the foundation of your life. Amen. And the Bible also says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Now, there ain't no better establishment than that. You cannot get more established than that. Ephesians kind of talks mysteriously to us. It says that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ. Well, I'm sitting here in church, Pastor Eric. I know, but in the Spirit, you're there with Him. Seated. That is that you have a position of authority. Romans 1.11, Paul says, For I long to see that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. Interesting. Interesting that by receiving a gift, you become established. By receiving a gift. Now, we're, we're, we know that we produce good works, and we think that if the more we do, the more established we get. But this says when you receive this gift that you get established. Now, 2 Peter chapter 1 says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, of Jesus our Savior, <laughs> Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things. Now, that's a strong, big line right there, he says. Has given to us all things. Past tense. It's already done. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. And then I love this verse, verse 4. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these, through these what? Through these promises, you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So by receiving promises, you live the God kind of life. That's what it says. You are partakers of his divine nature. You live an established lifestyle by the gifts that come into your life from God. It's really powerful. See, that's, this, is, this is what the Bible teaches us, is that we are completely and utterly dependent on his grace. You, you are not, you're not established. You are, you are out there f- 
tiptoeing through the tulips outside of the grace of God in your life. It's his gift. It's his empowerment that causes us to be established. God's part is grace. Our part is faith. God's part is give. Our part is receive. The only way that you can receive, have grace in your life is to simply receive it. You can't earn it because no longer is it grace if you try to earn it. Mm-hmm. It's a wage if you try to earn it. Grace is unearned. Grace is unmerited. Grace is undeserved. It's God's gift because he's just that good. Thank you, R.C. He's just that good. He loves you. You are established through the process of receiving God's gifts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we have to help ourselves understand this. I need three guys right quick. Come up here. Rob, won't you be one of them? Rob, I want you as one of them. I need three guys. All right. <laughs> Naming names. and All right. This is good. This is good. Larry, Moe. And Kurt, no. <laughs> now we'll give you better names than that. Spirit, soul, body. Who's this? This is man. Man is a spirit. Man has a soul. And he lives in a body. Okay. You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. Your spirit is that which is connected to God. That is, if you are a believer in Christ. That's where you're connected to him. One spirit with God. The soul, this is the fun guy right here. This is where we think. This is what we imagine. This is how we reason. This is where we feel. These are our emotions. This guy, he is guided by one thing, five things actually, what I see, what I hear, what I taste, what I touch, and what I smell, all right? This guy is guided by the five senses. This guy is guided by Christ because he's one spirit with him. They all have to get on the same page though. This is the process of life where we live right now. Because in reality, your salvation has a three-step process to it. Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe Christ died for my sins, that he was buried, he rose again from the dead the third day. Bam, you're born again, made alive, new creation in Christ. You are saved. Man, oh man, oh man. The Word of God says this. I got I to start thinking the way the Word of God says. Yeah. I got to start thinking different. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. You are being saved. Right. You were saved, spirit. You are being saved, soul. I don't care what spirit of soul says. 
I just go by what I taste, touch, feel, hear, and see. Reckless abandon will be saved when he receives a glorified body. Will be. You were saved, you are being saved, and you will be saved. Now, you guys link arms. The problem with a lot of people is, is that they have put this guy as the caboose and this guy as the engineer. Right? Right? And so the things of God are somewhere down the list. Church, eh, you want to go to church today? No, let's sleep. Okay. Is there anything else we can do besides go to church? Let's think right quick. (laughs) Busyness. We're busy. We're so busy. So busy. Right? I can't believe that nursery worker at that one cause church. (laughs) She didn't even smile at me today. (laughs) Expect me to bring my kid in there. (laughs) Just for that, I ain't putting nothing in the offering. (laughs) Just live how I feel. Okay. This guy's trying to ra- trying to rationalize all of it, right? Because yeah. yep. right? he s- senses good in him, yeah. but he finds himself a lot like Paul. That which I don't want to do, that's what I do. That what I want to do, I find myself not doing that. Yeah. I'm wrestling constantly. The flesh against the spirit. The spirit against the flesh, and it all gets worked out right here. By the choices that you make. Your life is made up, the sum sum total of your life is made up of the choices that you have made. Now, you might be in a place in your life thinking, oh gosh, I sure don't like where I've ended up. You can make a new choice. That's That's the beautiful thing. You can just make a new choice. Amen. You don't have to go back down that same road that took you to that other road that took you to the other road that took you off the edge of the cliff. Right? right? You don't have to go that way. You just choose not to. See, that's, that's the power that you have. That's how you're made in the image of God. No other, no other, no animal on planet Earth can do that. That's what puts us at the top of the food chain. That's why you got to take the clothes off the dog. We're humans. We're the ones that wear the dog. I mean, wear the clothes. Right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But these all have to work together. The Spirit is yearning for the things of God. He knows all things because he has received all things that pertain to life and godliness. He is established. But this guy is a wrecking ball, right? So this guy has to tell this guy we're going with this guy, right? I'm going to make the right choice, and we're going to turn this way, and we're going to walk spirit first. He who is led by the spirit will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Hmm? If you you are led, if you walk by the flesh, the Bible says, well, 
The spirit's back there. No, he didn't ever think of it. Right? The Bible says there's death in that. All right, so we have been established, but ladies and gentlemen, we have to understand that we are established. We have to know that we are established. We have to be established even though we are established. Just because God's promised it to you doesn't mean that it's yours. You have to receive that promise that is given. Grace comes. Faith has to reach up and grab grace. All right? So we change our minds. We change our lives. Okay, does that help you today? Let's give spirit, soul, and body a big hand this morning. Now, and we are, we, are, we are blessed. We are established through this process of receiving from God. That is from the spirit. Now, like so many of, so many of us here in the room today, we have a hard time thinking in the realm that we are rich, but compared to the rest of the world, we're extremely rich, right? 53% of planet Earth lives on a dollar or less a day, all right? It's close to 7 billion people on planet Earth. 53% of them live on a dollar or less a day, right? And you have a hard time thinking that you're rich because you see yourself in the situation that you're in. Do I have any of that in there? I got some here. Thank you, Pastor Everett. See, like, like this? See these dollar bills? See her? You know what she did? Look, I mean, it's not a bit. Well, my mother in law, she's going to make the money. <laughs> she's the exception to the rule here. Because my mother-in-law watches that money. She's retired. Every dollar counts. No income. <laughs> but, but I want you to know that for the most part, even in the early service, one of the dollar bills landed here, nobody went after it. Nobody cares. It's a dollar for Pete's sake. Right? What is a dollar? Hmm? What's a dollar? But to 53% of the world, that dollar means so much. That's a whole day's pay. Right? So you think many times in the realm that you live. That is by what you are experiencing, what you're seeing, rather than who you really are. And what God is trying to get to you. And what he's trying to say to you. Are you hearing me this morning? I love that illustration. You'll be tempted, though. You cannot be established if you keep shifting, though. Let me just give you just a few things, signs that you are shifting. All right? Number one, you start to question if it's God's will. You start to question if it's God's will. That is, that you receive, you, let's say you're sick in your body, and you see the Word of God says that you are healed, right? But time goes by, you're not seeing any difference in your body. Matter of fact, the symptoms might even be getting worse. So then you begin to question, is it God's will then that I'm healed? And you begin to shift. I think if somebody dropped a pin right now, you could hear it. <laughs> or, or another sign that you're shifting is that you 
disqualify yourself from receiving. Through something that you've done, a mistake that you've made, you look at your own imperfections and say, there's no way I can measure up. True, you can't. Jesus did it for you. He did all the measuring up that was necessary. And when you got in him, you got in his measurement. Hallelujah. You look just like him. So you don't qualify by your own merits. You qualify because Jesus qualified you. Don't ever, 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 ever think for one moment. It has to do with what you do or don't do. Don't forget, Paul said, did you receive the spirit, the supply of the spirit, and the working of miracles? Did that come because you're so good, because you, you do all these wonderful things, because you keep the law, or did it come by the hearing of faith? How did it come? Or another sign that you're shifting, you say opposing things. One day, man, I'm saying, you're saying all the right stuff. The next day, uh-uh. You woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and everything you say is opposite of what you were saying the day before. One day, you're, by his stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah. The next day, I am dying. Right? You say opposing things. Don't forget, your life is going in the direction of what you're talking about. Right? James says, this guy who says one thing and then says the opposite thing the next day, he's an unstable man. He's a double-minded man. He's unstable in all of his ways. And he says, let not that man even think that he can receive anything from God. Because God's not going to bless doubt. God's not going to bless wavering. God is looking for someone who will free fall with no cables, no net, just like Rob said this morning, all into the hands of God. I fully trust you, God. I fully cling to you. I fully rely on you today. And tomorrow when I get up, I'm still going to say the same thing, no matter how I'm feeling. All right? Because you cannot be guided by your senses. We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk in the Spirit. Or you begin to trust your own instincts and experiences over the truth of the Word of God. Well, I know the Bible says that, but Pastor Eric, the reality is I live in the real world, and this is what I've experienced. I tried that. Didn't work. My experience, your experience has just taken the throne over the truth of the word. All right? Now, we can learn things from experience. I'm not saying all experience is bad. But we cannot trust that to be our foundation. That's not what establishes you. Amen. 1 Corinthians 2.12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Spirit who's from God, that we may know the things that have freely been given to us by God. See how important it is that we understand that our establishment comes by receiving the gifts of God. And the Holy Spirit's there to tell you. He's there to speak the word to you, to guide you into all truth, to let you know the things that have been freely been given. The the Spirit of the world says God's God's not going to be there for you. The Spirit of the world says God's not real. The Spirit of the world says God will let you down. But the Spirit of God says He freely gives you all things. All right, let's, let, me, let me finish with this. Can you hold on a few more minutes? Yes. All right, thank you. He establishes us and anointed us. Everybody say anointed. anointed. Say this, I am, I am anointed. Say it again, I am anointed. I, am. I want you to notice it, you are anointed. It's done. Amen. You are not going to be anointed. You are anointed. Listen, we have to understand that because otherwise you'll fall for this stuff that's out there. The stuff that, the spiritual lingo that's out there that has so much emptiness to it. That is so counterfeit. 
and so blinding to the body of Christ. I'm telling you, <laughs> what people say is the anointing of the Spirit is just not. Fresh oil. Fresh oil? We need fresh oil. What's wrong with the oil we have? We need more anointing. More, Lord. So God skimped out on you. So from, from that kind of thinking, you, what you have is old and lacking. This is that which was spoken by Joel the prophet. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Now think about that. Peter said that 2,000 years ago. He said that 2,000 years ago. And we're asking for fresh and more when we already have everything that pertains to life and godliness. See, the problem with the church is, the problem with that kind of mentality, it is not a giving mentality. It is a what's in it for me. I got to get to that next meeting. I got to get to that next city. I got I to get to that next experience. Rather than understanding that who you are, who he is in you, is everything that you need. It's not in this, well, I just love the atmosphere there. The atmosphere is so anointed. The atmosphere, the music, it's so anointed. No, it's not. No, it's not. We are anointed. We are anointed. The Holy Spirit ain't living in music. He's not living out here in the atmosphere. He came to live in you. He's in you. The Bible says that he dwells in you. Come on now. And the, that's, that's what that breeds is just what's in it for me. What else can I get? What new experience can I have so I can tell everybody about it? And I can tell all those churchgoers that just go to the same church Sunday after Sunday how spiritual I am. And these great experiences I'm having out here, living with no accountability in my life, it's just me and Jesus and experiences in the Holy Ghost. Give me a flipping break. The Bible says, he who is planted in the house of God will flourish. He who is planted in the house of God will flourish. Act like that's not a deep thing. That's the deepest thing you can do. Yeah, it's deep all right, what you're in. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Right? But the problem is a lot of times we think we've got some stepchild spirit, some mutation of the real thing. So we have to go after something else rather than understanding how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about 
doing. See, the anointing is known in the doing. It's in the doing. I love that we have people that volunteer changing babies' nurseries. They're flowing in the anointing and other things. <laughs> but they're flowing in the anointing. People volunteer. I love the people that volunteer. We have our teenage kids. They volunteer for our kids' church. They're flowing in the anointing. They're, un- they're flowing in the function of the anointing. See, we think, we limit it so much to just weird. If it's, if it's not weird, then it's not anointed. Right? It's goofy. It's just goofy. I'm all about the things of God. I'm all about the things of the Spirit. I love tongues and interpretation. I love prophecy. I think all those things are important. I don't think we have to have them every service. Now, I've been told that, Pastor Eric. We used to do that all the time. How come we don't do that? I feel like we're quenching the Spirit. Really? You feel like we're quenching the Spirit? I pray in tongues every day of my life. Because we don't have these things, like they're the pinnacle for a Spirit-led service. I'm, t- I'm speaking from experience. I was raised in a spirit-filled church, and we had those kinds of things. And I love those kinds of things. I think they're important. The Bible talks about them. But if, they're, if that is everything, then Paul's going to have to write a new letter to Galatians. He's going to have to write a new letter to the Philippians, to Ephesians, to the churches in Colossae, to the Thessalonian churches, and remind, oh, and so, oh, yeah, I forgot about this part. Tongues interpretation, I forgot to throw that in there. That's the pinnacle. That's everything. Come on, talk to me this morning. Don't get quiet on me. Huh? I want to help you today. Those things are wonderful, and I love those things, and I want to have those things. I want to experience those things. They're not everything. Everything you need is in you. Is that too deep? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said, because he has anointed me to. The anointing turns your noun into a verb. Amen. I'm almost done. Say, thank the Lord. Lastly, lastly this. Listen. And he has sealed us. Everybody say, I am sealed. sealed. Now, that's a powerful thing. Sealed who has also sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. That word sealed means for security or preservation. Last year, in 2011, I was over at my parents' house, and we were having some lunch, and my mother said, do you want some of your grandpa's jalapenos? And I said, yes, because I love the way my grandfather pickled jalapenos. So she opened the refrigerator, and sure enough, there's a jar in there with pickled jalapenos that James Holler made. Now, James Holler's been in heaven since 2006. And I'm eating jalapenos that he preserved probably 10 years before that. 15-year-old jalapenos. They were reserved for this moment. They were preserved for this moment. Preserved. See, the Holy Spirit is a seal to you. What He is is He is a preservative of your salvation. What He is saying is I'm sealing you for another day. Because there's going to be a time when you're going to have the fullness. You're going to know the fullness of the life of God. Spirit, soul, 
and body. And he is, we've been sealed by the Spirit as a guarantee that that day's coming. That your salvation is for real. It is for real. It's not something you have one day and may not have tomorrow. It is for real. You are eternally alive, and the Holy Spirit's there to seal that, preserve that everlasting life. Come on, can I get a good amen this morning? You have been established, you have been anointed, and you have been sealed. See, this is, this is not normal. <laughs> this is not normal. You have the understanding of that, then you'll go out in this world and you'll change the world. Understanding that you are established, past. You are anointed for now, and you are sealed for the future. Established, saved, anointed, being saved, sealed will be saved. Say, has God got you in his grip of grace or what? Hmm? Now, so I challenge you today, when you go out of these doors, function in who you are. Be who you are and do what you do. Be who you are and do what you do. Turn to your neighbor, tell them, be who you are and do what you do. Turn to your other neighbor, tell them, be who you are and do what you do. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand together this morning. Once again, thanks for joining the One Cause Church podcast, Building a Better Life. We invite you to check us out on the web at www.onecausechurch.com for upcoming events and information about us. God bless you.